can't we just read the Bible? Well, studying God's Word slows us down and causes us to dig deeper than merely reading it. Reading God's Word is critical, but studying it goes beyond reading it. So we should do both. Welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and I'm really glad that you're joining us for today's episode. Today's episode is number 166, and we are going to chit-chat our whole time about Bible study and a whole bunch of things that fit with that. I'm really excited about this because we're going to give you some tips in Bible study, some new things in our particular women's ministries Bible study method, and we're going to talk about that in detail. And we're going to um, talk also about maybe some things that could go wrong in Bible study. Um, And toward the end, we're going to spend a little time talking to those of you out there who are like the facilitators, or if you ever want to be a facilitator of a Bible study, um, the tips and tricks that we're going to share with you, um, and my guest actually is going to share, I just get to go along for the ride, are going to focus on that towards the end. So listen all the way to the end. And don't forget, we have our great tiny tidbits at the end. So, okay. Today, my guest is my good friend and our women's ministry director, Wendy Folk. Wendy, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, You've been on a few times, um, and I'm excited because I think that this whole concept that we're talking about today really is, I would use the word, your brainchild. It's God's brainchild, but yeah. So how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. So you've been on before a few times. Um, Any particular episodes stick out that you really enjoyed um, being a part of? You mean like actually That you spoke on. Honestly, I really liked doing last year's Search and Do podcast. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was kind of excited to yeah. be asked back to do it again. Yeah. You know? this is, it's different. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun because um, if you want to listen to that one, we're going to reference that later and let you know about okay. it. But this is just going to be kind of like an add-on, right? Yes. Like, like you know. Just it, extra info. It's extra. Yeah. And I think it's going to be encouraging. I so. um, I'm always excited about the beginning mm-hmm. of the new Me ministry too. year. It's like super exciting. Mm-hmm. So Wendy, we are heading into the fall. I am ready for sweaters and apple crisp and pumpkin things, right? Are you a pumpkin spice person? No. Okay. <laughs> so no one's going to bring you a pumpkin spice latte. Right. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> okay. But you are a fall ministry Bible study woman. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And so, but this episode's coming out in August. Fall is around the corner, mm-hmm. but what is one thing that you really loved about this last summer? Because we don't want to get rid of summer. Uh, yeah. What's one of your favorite things yeah. from the summer from this past week? You know, something. Yeah. yeah. Well, during the summertime, I really do spend some time praying that God would guide me in the coming ministry year. So- summer is such a great time to just sort of uh, back off of you know some of the responsibilities um, yeah. that the year brings, and so I appreciate that time to just sort of be more quiet. You know, it's not like I sit there and pray. You know, from sun up to sundown. I'm not saying that, but um, you know, my mind is just more available to you know really rest and and mm-hmm. kind of talk with the Lord as I'm gardening or sitting, you know, even outside or anything like that. So. Um, so I spent a lot of time, you know, just asking God to guide me for the upcoming ministry year. And over the years, he has faithfully shown me like specific paths to take you know, mm. as I seek his wisdom in this way. Um, like one example of this is several years ago, he gave me the idea to have our women study revelation together. Oh, yes. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Women were very intimidated. You know, yeah. it was like, oh, what are we going to get into? But... Um, it's even, a scary book. It feels yeah, like a scary book. Yeah, it's it or can mysterious. be very difficult yeah. to understand. And so it did begin as an intimidating idea, but the fruit of that difficult study really brought us together, mm-hmm. and it prepared us to you know focus more on heaven. And yes. so this was really incredible timing because it, you'll remember, um, but we can share this with our listeners. One of our women. Um, was diagnosed with cancer that year, mm-hmm. and she passed away in the course of that year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I remember sitting by her hospital bed, and she had shared with me how studying Revelation had meant so much to her that year. Mm. I would have never known that that was going to nope. happen, you know, when the Lord was leading us to study Revelation. Well, it was a month after that bedside conversation, while I was in a Bible study lesson talking about heaven. And I realized that this friend who had died, you know, in mm. that in that month's time, 
she was actually, I was just studying about heaven, right. but she was actually worshiping Jesus face to face in heaven. Yeah. It was wow. just surreal. And I was just really thankful for, you know, God's guidance. And yep. that's just one example of how God has guided me through prayer during the summertime. Yeah. And um, also our search and do Bible study really kind of came out of, I guess it developed more um, through a summer of praying. Yeah. So as God has, has guided me again this summer, um, I look forward to seeing what kind of fruit he's going to bring of that in this coming year. Yeah. And every year there's new things. Yeah. It, it, not necessarily new in the Bible, but there's new ways, new things we learn. And I think that's good for us as women. Yeah. Good for women, good for anyone to keep learning and keep trying different things. Right. Sometimes change can be difficult. Yeah. Or if there's something new that you're doing. Um, I remember that year um, that you spoke of with Revelation because it ended with all of us doing Bible study via Zoom. That's right. That because was it, right before 2020. That's right. right. It was actually the the like March we finished our Bible study. I remember the lady I was leading Bible study with, she didn't really want to do Zoom. And she said, yeah. I don't really want to. It's just going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, you know, well, but she was willing to. She was willing to. It just, we both were like, ah, oh, I don't Praise like this. God those days are But over. we did it. But we, yes, yes, you are so right. <laughs> but we pushed through and yeah. we both said the last like eight weeks were really quite special to we us. We needed that. Yeah. Because we, we were, we needed the relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was awkward when you're talking on Zoom, you know, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. But yeah. It does make me appreciate Bible study right. and being face to face with women. So, yeah. So that's what we get to talk about today, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah. Um, I know that I have, as you really enjoyed in the summer, the change yeah. of not always having to be in the same routine. I think that having a break in the summer from your usual Bible study methods actually helped me. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me this summer, I've spent a lot of time reading through a couple passages, Mm -hmm. just kind of thinking and just kind of spending time on those three or four passages that I keep reading over and over and over. Mm -hmm. It's different than what I've done, and I've been hanging out in those, so to speak, and I've enjoyed that a lot, You did that the whole summer? This whole Mm -hmm. summer. I mean, Mm -hmm. not every day, but at least every week I was reading through these three different passages. And, um, you know, there's something about reading over a passage multiple times that you pick up things. It's like watching a movie or reading Mm -hmm. a book over and over, and Mm -hmm. it's way more beneficial to Mm -hmm. you to read the Bible, so that's good. Okay, since we're talking about Bible study, um, what is a verse, Wendy, that you have been drawn to this summer that has been such an encouragement to you and why? Um, I would say that it's actually a phrase, and it's from um, First and Second Thessalonians. That's what I've been studying okay. this summer. And the Apostle Paul uses a phrase, strengthen and encourage, hmm. several times. Um, and practically speaking, Paul strengthens and encourages many people in churches in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll also see that phrase in other you know, letters that mm-hmm. he wrote to the churches. Um, and so this concept of strengthening and encouraging others has been at the forefront of my mind um, mm-hmm. this summer um, because we all need to be strengthened and encouraged. Yes. Um, so I've been trying to incorporate this into my conversations with other people um, because I, I know that our words have the power of life and death. We yep. can either build people up or we can tear them down. And so one way to really strengthen and encourage is to ask questions to see how people are really doing, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just keeping things very surfacey. Right. That has just kind of been that phrase in the forefront of my yeah. mind. That I think it's um, First or Second Thessalonians that talks about... Um, the different ways to deal for, with different types of people. Like sometimes you have to um, admonish the idle, um, encourage the faint-hearted. And it's funny, that's come up to me multiple times this summer, and I'm not even studying first and second <laughs> Thessalonians, but it keeps showing yeah. up in things I'm reading. Yeah. And the idea that there is different, that's what you've said, different th- ways to go about dealing with people. And I like this idea to strengthen and encourage. Mm-hmm. Really, really important. I want to be encouraged. I mean, I'm sure you do. That's that's good. Yeah. And sometimes we need to be strengthened. We do. Along the, the way. So, okay, let's do a little chit-chat about Bible study in general. Usually at many churches, um, they follow the school year, you know, mm-hmm. so September is your, your beginning of your new year. And it might be that your church follows January as the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that could be. Um, and I don't know what people do in other countries. Like, I don't know if they follow a school year because in other countries, they have a different school setting. If you're listening from another country. Let us know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, because well, they do listen from other countries. They do. Yeah, they do, yeah. which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so so shoot us a shoot me a message at yeah. unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com just so I know how you do Bible study. I'd love to hear if you're coming, if you're Very listening cool. from somewhere else. Um, but we follow um, 
at our Bible study, at our church, I should say, um, we do kind of a review of how, I want to do that real quick, of how we go about mm-hmm. Bible study. We follow a plan that's really inductive, and we call it Search and Do. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendy, why don't you kind of give us like a, a general overview of Search and Do and yeah. how it came to be? Yeah. Well, you had um, already inferred that it came out of like kind of that 2020, you oh, know, right. and then yep. the summer after that. So we um, we had been, um, uh, about five or six of us ladies had been um, creating a summer Bible study. And in the process of creating it, we loved, you know, mm-hmm. just studying, reading those passages over and over and over again. Yeah. And so by the time that we were done with that part of it, we wrote out questions for the women. And I realized, wow, the women are getting great questions, but they missed the they missed the great part, which was right. the inductive study part. And so that is how Search and Do really kind of came about, that we wanted um, our women to be more biblically literate. We right. wanted them to have a purposeful time um, as they met with the Lord um, and read and studied the, the Word, and just really to give them ownership that they too could study God's Word. Yes. You know, they didn't have to just be spoon fed from a workbook or from another, you know, right. person. And um, so that's really how it came to be. Um, as far as an overview, it is a daily, like five day, um, study method that uh, we use where, you know, the first day we read, each day we read the, the okay. pe- Bible so you, passage. So you're getting the repetition. Yeah, that's yeah. the repetition. And so the first day we observe, we make observations. What are we okay. seeing there? Um, the second day or so, we explore a little deeper. You know, that's when you might want to go into the commentaries or the podcast or the sermons and and see what else has been said, who who has gone before us right. and okay. Had, okay. had some ideas. Look up words. Yeah, look up words, um, you know, contrast, all that kind of thing yeah. can be done. I kind of blur that between the first yeah. day and the second day. And then as the days go on, you're going to want to look for attributes of God and you're going to um, think about how am I going to apply this? What am I going right. to do now right. that I've you know read these things? And of course, we end the week with a heart check. We don't okay. want to just fill up our minds with knowledge. We want to we want to examine our hearts and see how we're using that knowledge. Yeah, that's good. That's a great, um, really relatively quick overview. But if you want more information on that, head back to episode 115, which was actually August 20. 20- Fifth yep. of 2022, so almost a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is where we have a very specific episode specifically geared on this topic, so mm-hmm. you can get more details. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the changes we might have made. But really, my I'm just going to share my favorite thing about Search and Do. I love that in Search and Do, well, there's a couple things. Like back in the 1800s, back even back to the Puritans, they didn't really have publishing houses where they people made books. Right. So what were they doing? They were doing this. Yeah. Okay, they maybe weren't doing it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. They were just, when they read, they were studying it. Mm-hmm. And I think we got away from that, in at least in America. I think mm-hmm. we got to the, like, you have to have a book to yeah. follow, which was kind of cool. And then sometimes we're following authors. I like that we're just studying the Bible. Yeah, That's too. like my favorite thing. And I also love that as I've done this, is this our third or second year? Well, we started it in the fall of 2020. So this is three Three years, yeah. yeah. So for the many years that I've done it already, and then I start to do that as I just mm-hmm. read. You know, like when I'm just reading in my normal study, I'm like thinking of questions in Four. my head. Four. Okay, thank you. But math is not my thing, girl. <laughs> um, okay, how do we do I'm that? I'm over here counting on my okay. fingers. Okay, oh, jeez. Okay, we'll edit that all out. No, I'm just teasing. That's part of the fun. <laughs> I know it is. I'm just teasing. Um, the truth is, we love Bible study, but we are not math-oriented. We, yes. we married husbands who like That's math. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, I'm always amazed when my kids like math. Right. And they I think, get it what? from my genes. Yes, me either. <laughs> but I do love that with Search and Do, it's starting to be something that becomes more of a habit is what oh, I'm trying yeah. to say. Like yeah. it's something that as I read, I just naturally ask right. the same kind of questions yeah. and I start looking up other things, you know, so. And also like when we are doing a workbook, like we as a church do kind of a workbook approach for our small groups. Yeah, but they're not wrong. But that doesn't mean that I can't study the passage yes. that we're looking at that week in a search and do sort of way. Right. You and know? so that actually is using it. that as a guide yeah. rather than the teacher. Exactly. And I think that's part of the difference. Yeah. And yeah, that's a really good point, Wendy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to say that you that all workbooks are bad. Sometimes you need a workbook to go through, and actually, sometimes we use them. Yeah, now and then, here and there in our church for things, you yeah. know. And I think that's good. Um, okay, let me ask you a couple of further questions about Bible study in general before we talk about search and do, because you know you might be listening and your church doesn't do search and do, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But why would or should a woman even do Bible study? 
Well, studying God's Word slows us down and causes us to dig deeper than merely reading it. Reading God's Word is critical, but studying it goes beyond reading it. So we should do both. Uh, Reading God's Word systematically gives us a whole picture context, while studying God's Word causes us to stop and think critically. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, this is about us knowing God, our Father, more accurately and intimately. Um, Bible study, especially Bible study in your local church, this also allows for the ability to walk alongside other women that are in your church family. Right. Um, To know others and to be known by them is a great gift that God gives us. Uh, In my life, just as, you know, one example, I know that I would not have grown in faith or pursued holiness without having other women from church speaking truth and encouragement to me. Oh, there's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Strength, (laughs) truth, and encouragement. (laughs) Encouragement. Or even, um, you know, having them praying for me, like in specific Mm, ways, that has really helped me grow as well. And, you know, of course, we are capable of studying the Bible alone at home or, you know, online with a group of women, but... And even if we, you know, even sometimes we um, are capable of studying uh, the Bible with women in our community, you know, not our church, but, you know, like our community. Okay. Um, And these are not bad, as we know that God's word does not return void. Right. But to be under the authority of your pastors and to be known by the women that you do life with that are part of your body of Christ, this will bring about abundant fruit. I've seen it. And, and I really urge you to try this and see what God does yeah. with that local Bible study yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, for me, um, I love your the relational part mm-hmm. of Bible study, which is mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying. Yeah. I love being able to get together with women who know the struggles, yeah. who know the, the sin challenges that I have, yeah. who know where I'm seeing victory, yeah. who can celebrate with me the good things and, and mourn with me through bad things. You yeah. know, like that it's is very authentic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really, really important part. Okay, so what are let's go back to Search and Do. What are some okay. new things that we're doing this year in Search and Do? Um, and why did you add these? Okay. Um, well, like I said just a, a bit ago, kind of briefly, Search and Do is a study method that we have did, divided up into several sections over the course of a week. And, um, you know, each day we read the passage. Certain days we observe what we read or, you know, we explore more deeply. Um you know, we end with just what is that knowledge that we've gained? We do that heart check. We don't want to puff ourselves up, you know, with right. pride just right. because we've increased our knowledge. Well, originally in this method, we had a day called application. And on that day, it was, you know, kind of the third day of, you know, the yeah. five days. Yeah. Um, on that day, we were um, like the guideline was to find attributes of God as well as attributes of mankind. And then figure out how that applies to our relationship with God. Okay. Well, ultimately, I think many found the label of application to be confusing. You know, you think it's going to be, how am I going to apply this? What's the, you know, it's the do step, right? But it wasn't. So I changed application to attributes. Nice. So simple, right? It just makes more sense to me. It's more, it's more intuitive. Um, And so the focus is really what attributes of God do we learn from this passage? Mm -hmm. And of course, you can also look at, you know, attributes of mankind and you can still apply that to our relationship to God. But I just think that um, I didn't want it to be a confusing, you know, thing because this is such an important step to people. You know, I think that our personal lives, our practical lives are changed when we know God rightly. And I think that many sins and wrong behaviors come out of thinking about God wrongly. Right, you right. Know, so we really want to make sure we understand what God's attributes are. Yeah, and that's know? such a, it's really a beautiful thing to sit and think about God. Yeah. And oh. to study think pieces, you know, like all that we actually can know. Yeah, like were you saying that you were doing that this summer? Where you yes, were, yeah. I've been reading, like not reading, I've been just reminding myself of an attribute yeah. of God every day. And, and I, I literally just went to Google, put in attributes of God, yeah. found a PDF from someplace somewhere, mm-hmm. And made sure that it was good. Mm-hmm. And it just had 31 on there. Well, and remember, we have um, a bookmark that one of our yes. ladies made. And maybe we could even, you know, share that um, in the in those show notes. Show notes. Know. You got it. But yeah, it's good just a, because it's a I need it. I've lost mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it has like yeah. different attributes of God, you know, not not like a 
completely no, infinite not, list or right, anything, but right. yeah, it's a great But it is a good habit resource. to do, definitely. Um, another new thing that has come out of our summer search and do Bible study is that I invited high school um, young ladies to join. Ooh, that's and fun. it has just been wonderful to see their excitement over learning and um, really like kind of feeling like, wow, I, I know how to read and study the Bible, you yeah, know. On their uh, own. On their own, Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, so it's just been a real joy to watch that. And, and also, um, along with having this summer Bible study, the search and do Bible study, I wanted to help women learn how to facilitate a Bible study group discussion. So this summer I happened to ask several women in, in our group to do this. Okay. And I just, you know, they just had done it maybe anywhere from one time to three or four times. This summer. Yeah. Just this this summer. summer. Okay. Yeah. And so as I saw the benefits and them getting that experience, God really was leading me to try this in our ministry groups. Nice. um, In our Bible study groups this ministry year. I love it. And so this coming ministry year, um, as our Bible studies start, which is next month, um, we are going to have each group will have one point leader. And this point leader is an experienced Bible study leader, okay? Um, She will then invest in the women in all of the, you know, in the Bible study groups. Um, And she'll also facilitate discussion, you know, from time to time. Um, But she will also serve as a mentor Mm. to new discussion leaders. Just like I was a mentor to the, you know, couple of women this summer. The point leader will be a mentor to um, a few women who will be, learning how to be discussion leaders. Right, yeah. And so this essentially trains the point woman, the, you know, the, the women with experience, how to mentor better, yeah. right? right? Or how to mentor at all. Right, <laughs> right, if they've never and, done yeah. that. And then it allows the younger women, or rather um, the the less experienced women at leading a Bible study, right. gives them opportunities in how to facilitate discussion. Right. Um, you know, all ages need these kind of um, experiences. Right. absolutely. Mentoring as well as facilitating. Well, and I think one thing, Wendy, that I love about this, I and mean, there's a lot of things, um, I love that it isn't like all of this Bible study is like, you know, my Bible study. Yeah. Or yeah. someone isn't thinking this is my, I'm always the Bi- Monday night Bible study leader. I'm always yeah. a Tuesday morning Bible study leader. Right, right. It says, no, 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 no. We need many women to learn how to do this yes. so that they can go, boy, you could go to your workplace mm-hmm. and you could have a Bible study with women at your work. And if you have learned how to lead and facilitate, yeah. you could do that. We are multiplying our efforts. And yes. that's helpful um, in a church that's growing, yeah. but it's also helpful just in general because yeah. it it helps you to know how to, um, you know, just lead others in yeah. understanding and um, and then also helps you to just be focused on investing in other people too. Yeah. And one other thing I think it helps with is it when someone leads Bible study for even one time, yeah. they have a different perspective right. when they oh, come yes. in. That's what I'm so excited they're like, about this oh, wow, year. I actually should be prepared because when I led, yeah. it didn't seem like people were prepared. And so nobody answered or whatever. Right. You know, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, right? good. <laughs> but I think those are like yeah. helpful, really yeah. helpful things. I'm looking um, forward to seeing the fruit of it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be excellent. And I know that as a Bible study leader that I've been, mm-hmm. I'm excited about watching women grow. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're my mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> a little goofy about it, everybody but Everybody you know, gets ownership. You yeah. know, everybody has something that they're doing. You're mentoring or you're learning yeah. how to facilitate, you're growing, you know, all of those things. Everybody well, feels and, an ownership. And that's really the biblical model mm-hmm. if we want to go back to the Bible, which mm-hmm. we do always, mm-hmm. because Jesus hung out with, you know, a small group of men that he he led right. so they could go out and impact in his name, yeah, the world. Yeah. And so this is sort of like that yeah. in that we're, we're teaching younger women yeah. how to go out and do things or Hopefully. whatever yeah. woman. It doesn't have to be younger. So, you know, I did it. Yeah, that that's all right. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. One thing I did want to talk about is that sometimes... Okay, are you ready, Wendy? <laughs> Sometimes Bible study goes wrong, and I want to have like the dun 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 in the background. Okay, I'm not actually saying that studying the Bible is wrong, but right. sometimes things in Bible study don't actually seem to work. There's something about the process, or there's something that happens. So, what are yeah. some ways that a woman might go wrong, so to speak, about Bible study, or that Bible study might seem like it's not right? Yeah. Well, I think if you're studying the Bible to gain knowledge alone, that's wrong. Because mm. that will create a proud heart. Like a college class. Yeah, just kind of looking at it as an academic, yeah. Um, if we are studying the Bible to make it agree with what I want it to say, mm. then that's wrong. You know, that's that's placing myself in place of God. It's mm. saying that my wisdom is better than God's wisdom, yeah. you know? Um, 
if we are going to Bible study for a social club, mm-hmm. that's wrong uh, because that will stunt our growth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, can we study the word with friends? Of course. <laughs> you know, that, right. I'm not saying that. Um, but I have found it very helpful as as. I've mixed women as I've as I've mixed up studies that I've gone to and gotten to know women from other you know other places other backgrounds other experiences I hear how they have trusted God for things in their lives how they have grown and I hear what their ideas are and it just sharpens me yeah. you know but um it in general, it just sharpens me not to be with the same people all the time, uh, whether that's Bible study or a small group or just friendships. It's right. always more, it's always more broadening if yeah. you can go out and um, uh, you know be sharpened um, yeah. by different people. Yeah, one of my very favorite Bible studies that I was ever in was with. Um, they were all women who were probably twice my age. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or so something you know, different. I could have been their normal. daughter, and then one other yeah. girl was in the study with me that. Couldn't have been my daughter, but she was like 10 or 12 years younger than me. And it was a great year. Yeah, I learned a lot and I kept it, the younger women, me and the other girl kind of kept it fun. Like, you know, there was just some, it was great. It was a great- Everybody had something very unique to offer. Yes, it was good. You know, I think also um, Bible study can go wrong if you are only looking for application. Oh. You know, because I think um, that kind of becomes like, well, what do I need to do? Mm. And that can oh. that can be like works righteousness, you know, if we're only looking for information with, um, now on the other side, if we're only looking for information with no intention of application, then that goes back to puffing us up, you uh, know, with pride. So if we're focusing on either one of these things. Right. Yeah. So we need a healthy combo of both. We need knowing and doing or information and transformation. I like that. Right? Yes. Um, and then finally, um, if we are studying the Bible alone and not in a group, that can go wrong because we can begin to just look inward and be stunted in you know, our holiness mm. growth. Mm. Um, it often grows pride, though. <laughs> we do yeah. grow, but it's pride uh, right. Because, right. because there's nobody around telling me that I'm wrong. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so those are just a couple of things that I thought of that yeah. could go wrong. Well, that is good to remember. Those are good things to kind of think about as mm-hmm. we go about our week and studying. I like this, especially the one you talked about, probably because this is what I do. I tend to go for the application and it's easy yeah. to f- miss like the knowledge and you got to have both, which is probably why it's search and do. That's yeah. why you titled it. Like yeah. we have to seek out yeah. things, learn, grow in that way, and then yeah. also apply it, yeah. you know? Search so the, Search yeah. the scriptures, but also do, do yeah. what God says. All right. So what are some good things for a woman to do as she prepares to mm-hmm. kick off starting a new Bible study season? Like what are some supplies she might need? What are some attitudes that she might have or mm-hmm. might maybe she should change. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, or resources that might be helpful for a woman who's going to start off Bible study, any Bible study. Yeah. Really. That's a good question. Well, I I mean, a good journal is always a fun place to start, right? I yeah. I love yes. journals. I love writing and you love pens. So <laughs> multicolored <laughs> pens, please. And a couple highlighters. Yeah. Well, whatever it works for you, but make sure you have something to write on and you might as well make it Pretty, yes, you know. I agree. Um, well, let me start with the most essential thing that we need, and that is a Bible. Okay. okay. Now I'm going to get on my soapbox, Julie. Are you ready? I, go. Be go prepared. for it, Wendy. Okay. I'll be your cheerleader over okay. here. Okay. All right. My soapbox is this: read and study the Bible with an actual Bible. Mm, yes. <laughs> Do not use your phones. You are going to retain information far better in the context yeah. that it's meant to be in. With an actual Bible. Um, now, you might be wondering, she is old school. You yeah. know, can, can we ever <laughs> use our phones? And, um, and I, I have to tell you that um, you are going to retain a whole lot more if yeah. you use an actual Bible. However, yeah. it's not that I never recommend using our phones for Bible study. You know, I do use right. my phone for listening to the Bible sometimes or... Um, for reading or listening to other translations. Yeah, yeah. I also have apps that help me to understand or explore more deeply on my phone. Yeah. Um, I, I also recommend some resources that you can get in either, you know, physical form or an app. Um, and those apps are sometimes on your phone or on your computer. Okay, or okay. Um, and these, we can put these in our show notes. Okay, all so. right, perfect. And I think some of those are from the last episode okay. last year too. But 
Um, these are like Bible maps um, that usually have like the scripture on the the app, but then every location is highlighted yes. so that you can see where it actually happens, you know, I'm, and yeah. it's there's a map right there. I'm a map girl. And then I get are stuck you? on the yeah. maps and yeah. then I start, I'm like, okay, wait, you I just have go back to, to the mindful. Bible. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, I highly recommend the 1828 Webster Dictionary. Um, and the reason why I like that is that it gives a lot of definitions with a Christian perspective. Nice. Um, the Blue Letter Bible, Relight Commentary. I have not heard of that, that one. That is a new one this last year to me. Okay. I really like that. Um, Desiring God. Okay. Monergism, Precept Austin. There's there's just so many, so many right. resources. But those are a few, you know, places to start. Yeah. Um, okay. And it is good to, you know, if you are, yeah. if you come across a um, commentary that you would like to use, sometimes yeah. it's good to run it by somebody else that you oh, trust. Yeah. That's a good Because point. I have gotten into some and thought, wait a minute, this mm-hmm. isn't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like a YouTube video or something yeah. or a pastor somewhere. It's good to kind of yeah. check. Yeah. Never hurts. And, you know, sometimes I've actually found that I like some commentaries by, you know, someone or a video by a group or whatever, but then there's um, some things that are awry right. and some things that aren't. That's right. Or That's maybe right. they just don't line up you know, doctrinally Perfect. with yeah. us. So, yeah. Um, and then you had asked about attitudes. Yes. You know? Well, I I think ultimately we do want to check our attitudes all the yeah. time. You know, it is part of the search and do method, the heart check um, component. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that heart check comes at the end of the week, like kind of more formally, but we really need to be checking our hearts every day. Um, you know, going to Bible study, asking God to enlarge your heart in knowing him and loving him. I think that that will impact how we receive what we're learning, hmm. you know, um, and ask God to enlarge your heart in loving other people, hmm. loving God and then loving other people. Sometimes, though, like other people can really get on our nerves, um, <laughs> yes. and that even includes in Bible study. Yes. I know that sounds horrible, but it's true. Yeah. And um, so when we are open to God showing us our hearts— then we can see where we've not been patient with other people yep. or, you know, where we've been proud um, or maybe even where we've compared ourselves with others and fed our insecurities, mm. you know? So, yeah. and I don't know, maybe this mm. this is the right time to, you know, the right place to say this, but we can start to feel like we're not doing Bible study right just because we understand something differently, or maybe we, we don't come up with the same great ideas that other people right. came up with during Bible study. Yeah, that's you know? an easy temptation. Yeah, but I think we need to see God's, um, seek God's wisdom you know, with this. Let me give you an example. So I can kind of get down on myself for not observing details like other women. Right. Um, you know, sometimes people will get like w- down the path of some really right. significant details and to the point where I'm like, did I read the same passage <laughs> right. as them? It's that math thing, I think, you know, yeah. but I'm not a detail person. And, um, but if you want the big picture, then usually yep. I can see that a lot more clearly. Some women are like me and others can't see the forest through the trees, you know, we're all different. And that is part of the beauty of being in a body of Christ, you know, so keep this attitude in check um, throughout Bible study. And I think that will be very helpful um, week to week, day to day, you know. Yeah. Like I will look up a word um, and define a word and I'll just write down my definition and I'll move on. But I have had women in Bible study. I can think of one particular woman who would spend a good day and a half, like that was part of her study, yeah. looking yeah. up words, yeah. really going very deep into it. And then really cool. She'd bring that to study. And it would, I, I gained so much from yeah. that because I just wouldn't normally think no, to do that. I would yeah. not do that either. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I know what this word means. Move on. Yeah. But what a good thing. That's the beauty of Bible Appreciate study. that about others, but don't right. get down on yourself for not right. being exactly like them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because if we all were just studying words, we'd never... <laughs> get beyond, really. I we mean, seriously. when it gets to the main idea yeah. and the, the do of it. <laughs> okay, here's something else, Wendy, though, that I think is important to talk about because I've actually heard women say this. Okay. So um, I've had women say to me, you know what, I'm going to take a break this semester from Bible study, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to do the Bible study this year because I have all these other things, or, mm-hmm. you know, different seasons of life. So can a woman take a break from Bible study? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a commandment or something? <laughs> <laughs> and then why might a woman need a break? And what could she do to grow during that time. Mm. And just like, what are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, I do know of times as well when women have taken breaks from formally meeting in a Bible study group. You know, there's all sorts of reasons for it. It could be physical. It could be mental health. It could be, you know, caregiving. 
um, just a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, however, I think the benefits of studying the Bible in a commu- community actually outweigh any negatives. Um, so for every scenario where someone might say that a break is warranted, I likely know of a woman who's persevered through such a scenario. Right, right. You know, we we know a few women from our church who di- who uh, continued on in their Bible study groups while undergoing cancer treatment. Right. You know, um, and it was clearly difficult for them, but they kept doing it because they found it to be so encouraging and helpful during yeah. that time. Speaking as a women's ministries director, um, I would prefer that women would come to me and share any concerns that they might have, you know, about participating in a study. You know, maybe they've just not considered possibilities to help make it happen, you know, so I could maybe help them brainstorm some ideas. But even so, I do understand that there are definitely times when a woman may have a real reason, you know, to just break from studying with others. Um, and during those times, my hope is that they would continue to read, read and study, you know, the Bible on their own, but that I would say not to let that become their pattern, you know, right. because they would be missing out on so much, you yeah. know, it's kind of like mm. watching church at home versus, you know, being there and being part of the body of Christ in person, Yeah, you know, yep. Um, and that can just happen way too easily. That's just the reason why I say that. You yeah. know, once you get out of the habit, it just can be hard to get back Habits into it. Habits are huge. Yeah. <clears throat> now, maybe a break isn't, you know, necessarily quitting the study altogether. Right. Um, you know, but maybe there are seasons when you just can't dig into the word like you usually do. Okay. Um, so like, for example, like if you have a baby and maybe all you can do, like before you were doing the commentaries and you were just, you know, loving it. But then after the baby comes, maybe all you can manage is just reading the passage daily and making some observations. Yeah. Or maybe you don't have, um, you know, the ability to even do that. Okay. Maybe you're in a totally different situation. Right. You you can't hardly even open the Bible, but still you could come to Bible study and hear the word being spoken, being discussed. Honestly, there's still going to be benefit from being with others and and hearing the word of God spoken. Um, So I think there's quite a lot of ways to be flexible when it seems like Bible study just can't be managed. Um, But hopefully these are times of, you know, hopefully that during these times of not participating as much, it would be more of the exception, you know, than the norm. Um, Just... Just because being around other people um, always challenges us to greater yes. growth in the Lord. And and yes, it can be a hard thing, but it's always a very good thing. Yeah, I was remembering back to after I had my fifth child, so I have yeah. six kids, and after I had my fifth child that summer, he was born in May, and I thought, oh, I cannot do a Bible study this summer. Like, mm-hmm. it was brand new baby. Mm-hmm. I had kids at home. We had lots of things going on. Um, and I remember the thing I did was connect with a group of women through yeah. an email. Like, this was when email was a thing. Yeah. And we read every day, and we held each other accountable to do that. Now, yeah. they all were in Bible studies, yeah. but um, the Lord gave me that, and that was what started, got me through. I couldn't wait till the fall yeah. when things went yeah. back to normal and I could do a study. Uh, that's that's the best case scenario, when you've taken a break and you are just so eager to yep. get back, you yep. know? Yeah. And it, I know for me, it helps me to be with other women. Mm-hmm. I just like people. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, really, even if you don't like people, it's still the best thing to, well, you know, it is, to be yes. with others. <laughs> but it's easy because I yes. really like people. Yes. So there's a joy in getting together. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Now let's jump a little bit because one of the things you just mentioned was that here at Christ the Word, we're going to be doing things a little different and giving other women a chance to facilitate. Mm -hmm. You may be sitting out there and at your church, you are the only Bible study leader, Mm -hmm. you know, you and another woman maybe, and you have one Bible study through the week, or maybe you have been in a Bible study or you want to start a Bible study with women in your neighborhood Mm -hmm. um, or with some women at, at your work. And so I'm sure there's women who are facilitating Bible studies. So I want to talk a little bit about some of those challenges. Um, for a woman who's facilitating. I'm going to give you a challenge, Wendy. Are you up for a challenge, Wendy? Could I talk about facilitators real quickly? Sure, go okay. for it. And then let's do the challenge. Yeah, I like okay. it. Go for it. I, I do think that um, that there are some Bible studies, you're right, where like there is a, a Bible teacher. Yes, right? there are, and, yes. And like, it's one person talking and the participants are listening. 
But our church sets up Bible studies such that, um, you know, we have a woman facilitating the discussion. You know, we have small, we have like 11 um, Bible study groups that meet at different times, different places. And in each group, we have one person facilitating the discussion. We don't have a Bible study teacher. Right. Because we want to stress to the women that the Bible is accessible to everyone. Right. Right. And we are all able to study it. Um, but obviously a facilitator is needed because it keeps the discussion focused. So no matter where you are, whether you're at our church or somewhere else, you want a facilitator that can keep the discussion focused and on point. You don't want to get distracted or off on tangents that take you away from studying the Word of God. Um, And also, you know, a facilitator can help bring out particular themes. They can encourage everybody to have an opportunity to share um, and they can also redirect if somebody says something that's contrary to scripture. Yeah. So yeah. facilitator leaders are very critical for, you know, just really um, right. digging in and bringing out what what we've studied throughout the week. Right. And that's kind of a different paradigm from yeah. a time when it was a Bible study teacher. Yes. And or there, other places that might have that. And yeah. people are listening and they're like, well, I just know about teachers. Right. So that's like the difference between like a right. teacher. I actually love the way that we've set it up because it makes everyone an active participant. Yes. Yeah. Nobody's passive. Yep. It shouldn't and, be. <laughs> and there are times that I have sat in Bible studies where someone was the teacher, so mm-hmm. to speak, and learned a lot. Mm-hmm. So you can learn in both ways. But mm-hmm. I will say this has made me dig in. Right. This is a different right. setup. Yep. Um, okay. Let's, let me do this challenge for you. Okay. I feel like we need like game show music or something because it's going to be a game show. No. <laughs> you will win a refrigerator. No. Okay. So, um, no, you can just come clean mine out. That's what, I, that's <laughs> that's what you get prize. to win. Yes. <laughs> just what you want. All right. So, Wendy, I'm going to give you a idea or concept, okay? okay? okay. And then you're going to kind of walk us through what might be a good idea for that facilitator to do to deal with this issue. Okay. Okay. So, let's say the facilitator shows up. And it is an unprepared group. Okay. No one has done their Bible study, or maybe just a few women have, and nobody's really answering questions. Okay. Well, if you're facilitating a study and you realize that the women aren't participating because they're unprepared, I would suggest putting your plan on hold. Okay. All right? And just have everybody read the passage together out loud. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you're gonna have one person read it, read it out loud. Um, and then work through search and do method together right there and then. So oh. start observing together. You know, well, what, what we just read this, what do we see here? You know, and yeah. g- kind of go through it. Um, it might be harder to do the exploring part together, yeah. um, but it could be just as simple as, I didn't understand that. Okay, well, why don't we look up a couple of things online right now and just share what we what we learn. Um, otherwise, you can do mm-hmm. attributes and you can think about something sure. that you're going to apply or do you know, from it. Um, together. So I think that that can be a benefit. Just put your plan on hold, you know, stop trying to just limp through it, you know, and just right then and there, do do it together. Okay. Um, And I actually really highly recommend that the facilitator leaders do this the very first lesson together, just so that, I mean, you don't have to start from scratch together, but to walk through it step by step is really helpful to help women know how to use this method, how to study um, in that way. Um, And uh, you know, I, okay, I was thinking that if you only had a few women in the study, that actually okay. can be a benefit, but you really want everybody to be prepared, <laughs> ultimately, right, don't right. you? Uh, it's a little bit harder to be unprepared when there's just a few people. Oh, right. <laughs> so if you only have five yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Right. You want to, everybody want to participate. Well, I like that because that's a really, um, first off, it's it's something that anyone can just do. Yeah. And I like that you said we should be doing that at the beginning of the Bible studies each year. Yeah. Or each new, even each new book that you start. Sure. You know, sure. book of the Bible. And I also love that you are not necessarily scolding women. You're right, just saying, right. we don't know what's going on. Maybe it was confusing this week. Maybe yep. you don't realize I want you to talk. Mm-hmm. Let's do this together. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Okay. Number two. Okay. This could be me. <laughs> are you ready? Okay. The over talker. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Didn't they have yeah, like yeah. something like this. The, oh, they quiet. Had the, the quiet talker, talker or yeah. something. <laughs> So this is really the woman who talks too much mm. and answers every question. Every question out is of for the them. Gate, <laughs> boom, right. Okay. They they have the answer. So how okay. do you deal with that as a facilitator? Well, sometimes I give my group some reminder at the beginning of each meeting um, together, you know, and 
Um, I, I remind them that I want to hear from a variety of women, that there's yeah. a lot of thoughts out there and I'd like to hear as many as possible. Um, and I often recommend that they just consider how many times that they're giving responses and how long they're sharing a response. Mm. If, if somebody is really having trouble with this, like I encourage them to write down a tally mark, like each time they give an answer and like to shoot from like maybe three or whatever, you know, is appropriate, but like give that as, as a visual for them, you know? Um, not everybody remembers those, those directions though. Um, so if somebody (laughs) is talking a lot during the study, um, as a facilitator, I, I often just would not call on them if there's other people to choose from. Okay. Um, I might not look toward them, you know, and just kind of be like, okay, I'm going to look elsewhere right now. Or, um, you know, if they just keep going and going, I, a facilitator leader has to insert herself and just say, you know, thank you so much. And, I, I just really need to hear from others right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to run out of time otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would redirect the discussion to, you know, people who haven't spoken yet. Or I might say, okay, let's hear about, let's hear from this side of the right. room now. You know, right. those are just some ways to kind of keep the conversation moving and getting a variety of answers. Yeah, that's good. Because again, these are not done in a way that says you're talking too much. They're done yeah. with grace. Yeah. What Both these two ways already, it's yeah. done with grace and kindness. Well, yeah. Right? And you want to love yeah. Each woman, you know, we all are prone and, to, and sometimes nerves can just make us talk too much, yes. you know. And you're really doing what you talked about earlier, which was strengthening women yeah. and, and encouraging them. them. Yeah. It's a combo. Okay. Yeah. Now we have the opposite. What about the under talker? <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual word, but it sounds like undertaker, but <laughs> under talker. This is a woman who rarely says anything. Okay. How can they draw her in? Yeah. Well, I have a friend who would fall into this category. And one time she told me that it is best for her if she talks right away in any kind of group setting. Um, Because if she's quiet the whole time, it becomes brutal to try to say something, you know, by the end of the the lesson or the meeting. And that was just something she did inside. Internally, she figured that out. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was asking her how, you know, what is, what is the best way to get you out of your, you know, quietness, she had told me that. So, Hmm. so I keep those quiet women in mind and, you know, just try to get them talking at the get-go. Yeah. You know, some great ways to do that are having them read the scripture passage at the beginning, yep. or maybe you could ask them to open up in prayer. Um, mm. You know, I would ask them uh, privately first if they're comfortable with <laughs> right, praying out loud, because, right. you know, that could be a little Another, bit yeah, challenging. Yeah. If um, You could also ask them to answer the first question, you know, just being aware that they need to kind of right. be right up there at the beginning. Um, and I think really the key to this is get to know the women who are the overtalkers and the undertalkers to understand what is motivating them to be like this. Mm. And so if you have a friend who doesn't talk a whole lot, but she has great things to share and just doesn't, ask her how you can get her to share those thoughts right. more readily, you know, and when she does, encourage her when she talks, right. you know, right. um, thank her and just know that that was probably difficult. Yeah. I actually had that in a Bible study one time. I had a woman who was very quiet, but I knew yeah. she had actually a lot of wisdom yeah. and things to share. So um, she didn't really talk very much, mm-hmm. if at all. Mm-hmm. So I just privately talked with her and I just said, I know you have yeah. a lot to share because I yeah. see your notebook is like, scribbled all over (laughs) and you have things to share, would you share something next week? And she did. And then it just opened the door. And for her, I'm sure that that same concept is true. If you just start off, boom, Mm -hmm. out of the gate, you're Mm -hmm. answering a question. Yeah. That helps too. And you know, like you said, to to encourage her as the leader, you're you're saying, hey, I'm for you. And so if you're if you're gonna say something, I'm gonna encourage you. Well yeah. And then for a for either of these women, the mm-hmm. overtalker and the mm-hmm. undertalker, this is never done in the study in the right. in a way that says you are talking too much, right? So be quiet, right. or you need to talk more, yeah, because it's only going to make that person do the opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I think that's important to remember too. We need to treat them like we want to be treated. Yeah. You know, yeah. so okay. Um, how about a woman who gets off track? <laughs> like she starts talking about things that mm. are not related to the study or the topic of the day, she kind of, you know, goes off goes on a off rabbit on a trail or she tells you about someone, another thing that sort of fits, but not really. What do yeah. you do? Well, I think having an environment where Bible studies stick to the word is worth developing. Hmm. You know, sometimes it takes time, but um, I think that 
we at Christ the Word have done this in a very purposeful way. I know other Bible studies that also are very purposeful about this out there. Um, and and when you when you cultivate that kind of environment, people then from the you know outside that have never been in a Bible study, right. they come and I think they quickly see, oh, okay, this is not a place where we're going to start talking about you know, right. all these other issues. Politics or, yes. or I, I think world that events, yeah. When you're cultivating that kind of environment and you're always sticking back, sticking yeah. to the word and going back to the word, people get it. Yeah. However, there are times when people will go down, you know, those tangents. Um, and I think it is fair to just redirect them to the question or say something like, what does our passage, what does our Bible passage say about this? Mm. Um, or even like, man, this is a great conversation, but let's save it for after study. Yeah. You know, let's talk about this more after study is over. Um, because, you know, we really want to respect our women's time. We want to elevate the word of God. Yep. And we don't want to get distracted by those, you know, other shiny things that are out there. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love this. This was, that was good to talk through okay, because good. there's always these kinds of things that come up. And I, I think one thing that could be said right now is if you have a situation mm-hmm. in a facilitating group um, with a, a woman, I mean, I've had some unique things that have happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to talk to someone who's done studying before, like who's done leading before. Right. Which is why opinion. we have a point yep. leader. Yep. You know, that point leader will be the mentor to those new, young, or inexperienced facilitators. Yeah. Um, they, it'll just be an opportunity at the end of every study for the mentor or the point woman yeah. to talk with the facilitator and just learn how to do things differently. Or I had this difficult situation. What would you have done? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm still going to have the point leaders right, lead right. from yeah. time to time because our example is also a help too. Okay. So I have another one. Okay. And I, I love you. Wendy, We're going to wing it. Because I'm, that's exactly <laughs> it. I got another one. I just thought about it and I thought I didn't even give you prep. What about the woman in Bible study who um, is a part of Bible study? They're just a part of the Bible study. They're not asked to be the facilitator okay. or to facilitate They're at any point. They're a participant. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we can, you know, feel like, oh, you know, I, I'm really not needed at this study. Or maybe mm-hmm. they've, they've led study before. Like, what mm-hmm. would you say to them? Well, I think that it's always uh, an opportunity to encourage whoever is is being asked to lead in that season. Mm. Um, because there are times, you know, like for instance, I have led a couple of years and then I don't. And then right. um, and then I've led again. And like this coming year, I'm not leading um, one of our Bible studies. Um, and that's the case with quite a few of our Bible study leaders. Um, but there's some women who just really are not ever wanting to lead or maybe in the position right, to lead. Right, that's true. And so what do they do um, to, you know, what is their role? Their role is to be an active participant. Yeah. You know, that is one of the most critical uh, yeah. roles that that all of us can have. Right. Um, and so, you know, not everybody can be uh, an Indian chief, right? right? Not everybody can be the leader. And so... Um, whatever whatever role you know yeah. God has put you in, do it with all of your heart to right. glorify Him and to really be an encouragement to that um, to the others in the group and to the leader. I also think that um, the participants can be incredible with um, praying for one another, with following up and talking with the other women, really developing mm-hmm. relationships. Um, investing in them, maybe even outside of the study. Yes. There's just so many ways that we can, yeah. you know, minister and be available and encourage others. Yeah, you know. So really, if everybody's in there doing, working and studying God's word together, it's really for mm-hmm. the benefit of the whole group. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that's a, a really good, a really yeah. good ending point on that. Yeah. Okay. So Wendy, let's end with a little bit of um, a little list. Okay. Do you like lists? I do. It with my fancy pens. I don't yep. I have to write in my lovely journal. That's right. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about ways we can love and care for those with whom we do Bible study together. Okay. Now, this could be just for a facilitator, but it really, as we just said, it is for it's everybody. for everybody. Yeah. So uh, we're going to give you ten. Okay. Ten's a nice number for a list. <laughs> we're going to give you ten. I'll start, and then we'll just go back and forth. Okay. okay so and number, these are ways that we're going to encourage love on our women in studies, whether we're okay. a facilitator or we're not. Okay. Um, some of them will fit more with a facilitator, but that's okay. Like, I feel like this is strengthening and encouraging. It is. Yeah. We're back to your theme yes. here, girl. Yes, we are. Okay. Um, all right. So number one. Okay. 
I think a Bible study facilitator or a Bible study participant should be more of a listener yeah. than a talker in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, I'm a big talker. So this has been something I've worked on in my life is in study and in groups to not always have the answer, not always jump out, but be a listener. And then also being able to take notes of what you hear so that yeah. you can reach out to somebody or or understand where they're coming from. Okay. Can I just uh, say a quick thing there? Yeah. Um, something that I say to myself is, has this already been said? Yes. Do I really need to share this story yeah. right now? Yeah. And um, is is this just a time that, that I can let this, que- you right. know, let this answer go? Because I will also, you know, just... Oh, I've got to share this. Right, right. <laughs> you know, seek the Holy do. Spirit. You know, seek His prompting. When should yeah. I share and when shouldn't I Good. share? Yeah. Okay. Number okay. two. Okay. Um, I think one of the greatest ways to strengthen and encourage um, women is to pray for them. Mm. Um, and like our Bible studies have a prayer time at the end of our meetings together. Um, maybe other people do it differently, um, but write down what people's requests are and purpose to pray for them. Let them know that you're praying for them. Um, ask how they're doing. Uh, ask how they're seeing God work. You know, mm-hmm. do that follow up, um, and that is just praying for them. Good. So so encouraging. Yeah. Number three. This is my thing. Do something fun in study, like. Bible study is important to study God's word, but if you want to build relationships, yeah. you got to do something fun. Yeah. It might be a minute to win it game or <laughs> one year we had a hot spot question yeah. um, and I had a, a bunch of questions in a jar and if you answered the question, doesn't matter what you answered, yeah. you got a little prize. I like, love it. You know, just something fun. As you're going through the year. And if somebody's not even, you know, like a facilitator or a point leader, they could like, you know, they could yep. do something like bring in treats or, yes. you know, like they could, yes. they could bless others. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I That's, love it. You are a fun, you're a fun I like fun leader. things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that getting together. This is number four. This is number four. I think that getting together with other women in your group um, is really a great, great thing to do. It might be a delight to you or it might be a stretch for you, but giving others the gift of your time shows them that you really love and care for them. Mm-hmm. I love that one. And if you're if we're all doing this together rather than yeah. one person who's in charge, we can all care for each other. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. number 5. Um I think it's good to encourage women with our words. Um and this is true for anybody in study, but if you're the facilitator, I think one of the an easy way to do that is to thank women when they answer and to just respond in a positive way when yes. they answer. Yeah. You know whenever you like give an answer and then there's like oh. crickets, you're like yes. Do they hate my answer? Right. Um, right. Should I have said something else? Yep. I know. Like, it's always good to just be like, okay, thank you for sharing that. Yes. Even if you're not quite like fully understanding what they said, right. thank you for for taking the you know the time. The time to, to, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so number six is smile at the woman who is facilitating the the study, right? right. Okay. Or just smile in general. You know, like having a kind looking face is a quiet but a huge encouragement. Yeah. You know? I just read a um, list of things you should do for your pastor when he's preaching. Yeah. And there was a bunch of them that are pretty similar to this. I just happened upon it yesterday. Yeah. And one of them was make eye contact and nod your head or respond in some kind of a body language that says, I'm in on what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I'm here. And he also said, this author, have your Bible open on your lap. And that was for your pastor to show that you are in. He's on my soapbox. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think he is. No, but I think that that is critical. I think that um, some people might excuse themselves and say, oh, I don't have that kind of a face. You know, I don't have a smiley, you know, like I don't, I don't have that kind of interactive face. I disagree. I think that, that, um, that is never an encouragement to other people to see a frowning face, you know, it is, is friendly to be smiling, and s- maybe it's not natural, so work on it, you know? Well, and it doesn't mean you're smiling the entire time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, just a constant. It's more like a response, right? Your face is responding. It's kind looking. Because sometimes yeah. you are wondering, you know, like yeah. I've been in study, and I'll, somebody will have kind of a concerned look on their yeah. face, and I'll be yeah. like, well, you know, are you thinking about that? And yeah. they'll go into what they're thinking. Right. So it leads to right. a great discussion. So yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Number seven. Um, laugh at yourself when you mess up because I have done this. Mm-hmm. I can remember sometimes like re- reading the the name wrong or something, you know, and it's just fun to laugh and don't <laughs> always have the right answer. Like I think it it's it just shows that you don't always understand. I mean, take the time to show your women, yeah. anyone in study that you don't always understand everything all the time. Yeah. You know, well, ask your own questions. And being able to laugh at yourself 
shows that you're, you know, secure in Christ as yeah. opposed to like insecure in the yeah. fact that I didn't have the right answer or whatever. Right. Yes. hundred mm-hmm. percent true. Okay. Number eight is to prepare. <laughs> if you really want to be a help and a strength and encouragement to your um, ladies, prepare so that you can participate yeah. and encourage the facilitator. You don't want to be the person who comes underprepared and causes the the burden to fall on the leader. Yeah. You know, you want to be part of that, but you don't want to over-participate. You right. know, yeah. Well, and I've often said that it's really not about what happens in Bible study. It's what happens during the week as you yeah. study. Yeah. So really, Bible study is, you know, us getting together and maybe sharing a little bit about yeah. all the many things we learned. That's right. So it's really more about us learning during the week. So yeah, that's, true. that's really... An important thing. Okay, number nine, be vulnerable. Yeah, no matter who you are, if you lead, you if you you know lead or you facilitate or you participate, be vulnerable. It's good and helpful. It shows that you are real. Yeah, you are approachable. You are a sinner. You need Christ. Right. All those things. Yeah. And, and if you if you close up and don't share real things, yeah, then people think. I don't know what people think. Right. You're not showing them to Christ. Right. That's you know, right. you're yeah. just showing them how perfect you are, yeah. you know, which is a lie, yeah. you yeah. know, so that's not good. All right, Wendy, give us number 10. Number 10, drum roll. Yeah. Um, okay. I like this one. Hold the babies. Ooh, yay. I will do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is one of my favorite ways to bless new mothers. You know, I want the young moms to be able to hear what's going on in the discussion. I want them to be able to participate. So if I can help them by holding a baby and, you know, giving them a break, then I'm going to make that sacrifice. And that can be anyone. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sacrifice. I love it. <laughs> that can be anybody in the study. Right. Like it really, it's such a help Yeah, to help yeah. somebody, you know, in that regard. Sometimes that's hard. You know, you want to talk to the moms, you know, because maybe that would actually stress her out yes. to have her baby yes, screaming over there. But, you know, I, it is just kind of a, a nice little thing that yep. we can, we more experienced older moms can can yep. say, hey, how can I help you? And it may not be that you hold the baby yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It might just be, you know. There, there might be some other ways, though, that we can yeah. help them. Yep, um, absolutely. Just having that awareness is, is a great way to strengthen and encourage yeah. the body. Yes. Okay, Wendy, thank you. This was really helpful, and, yeah. a, and I'm really excited. Like, I'm... Like ready to go home and lay out on my table all my stuff. All right. And start studying the Bible. Bible. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. And thank you. Good. Would you pray for us? All right. Well, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I am grateful for the opportunity to know you through your word and that you would desire this relationship with us, that we are able to be um, knowing you more and loving you more. Um, is such a privilege. And so I ask that as the ministry year begins, that you would be in the midst, that we would be doing all things for your glory, and that we would be seeking to grow um, more and more into the image of your son, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit, for loving us, for sending us your son, for um, choosing us to be your own. And I pray that you would continue to use this podcast to bless many who hear um, the truth of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, may you be glorified. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And it's time for this episode's tiny tidbit. A tiny tidbit is a small, tiny piece of information that can help you in a really big way. Today's tiny tidbit is brought to you from Joan Sedley. Hi, Julie. Hey. What you got for us today? Well, it's a grandma and or family tip. Good. I'm a grandma. Not, I'm ready. I'm yes. ready for this. <laughs> well, this, not for babies, but for yeah. a little bit bigger kids. Uh, now that I live over uh, 100 miles away, I really love when my grandchildren send me pictures and letters in the mail. Of course, the kids need to bug their already busy parents for an envelope and stamp and to address the envelope correctly so the letters don't end up with the undeliverable mail at the post office. Mm. So I purchase business envelopes and stamps and fill a larger manila envelope with self-addressed stamped envelopes made out to myself. I love it. (laughs) I know, right? The children can insert artwork and notes themselves, seal the envelope, and put it in their mailbox for the postal worker to collect. Now I receive lovely pictures and heartwarming notes on a regular basis without causing extra work for my children. What a great idea for someone who lives away from their kids. Yeah. That's good. 
I don't know how I came up with it, but it's really been working well for yeah. me. And it's a tiny little piece of information that helps yeah. you in a big way. Yes, so right. that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Join us next week for a focus on what to do with our expectations. And we all have many expectations, like getting that parking spot easily downtown to finding a swimsuit on the very first shopping trip, which never happens, by the way, to me. Of course, we have expectations that are much deeper and more meaningful, such as our expectation to get married or to have a baby or that being a mother would be easy, getting a good job, doing well in school, or even how or, or when we'll spend time with our adult children. I think there's a lot of expectations. And I think it's going to be a really great conversation. I am really looking forward to it. I hope you join us next week for that. Don't forget to follow or like us on Facebook or Instagram at Women of the Word CTW for some great content that is super helpful, challenging, and encouraging, and it will strengthen you. I should add that in. <laughs> and also, don't forget to subscribe to Unshaken on your favorite podcast directory like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean, whatever, wherever you listen, Spotify. It helps us out, but it also helps you out because you get notifications when new episodes drop each and every Thursday morning. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God until next time.